tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. I hear a lot of talk about old-time great fighters. I hear people say that Joe Lewis, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries, and all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself, Muhammad Ali. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching the footwork and their speed, it may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. I'm knocking out all bombs. And if you get too small, I'll knock you out. The cameraman, everybody follows me, I'm so great. He said he will go in eight to prove that I am great. And if he wanna go to heaven, I'll get him in seven. He'll be in the worst of fix if I cut it to six. for the strawweight strap. They're going to do that on the Ultimate Fighter finale. You know, I think uh, I think Claudia Edger the first time around, and the judges just didn't see it that way. So uh, I'm I'm actually interested to see how that fight 
um, turns you know turns out this time. And Saturday night, Jesus. I mean, there's just so many. There's so many I want to see, but uh, I really want to see uh, Frankie Edgar um, beat Jose Aldo. Yeah, for me, that's definitely one of the fights that I'm looking for is I'm interested to see how Frankie Edgar adjusts to Jose Aldo, um, changes maybe – I don't necessarily know that he needs to change his game plan, but, you know, just fights him differently than he fought the first time. Um, you know, the first fight, if I remember correctly, was a fairly close fight, but I didn't really think that Edgar – it just didn't seem like he could win the fight, um, at least at that point. It could be a completely different fight, though. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you for the Dos for the Dos Anjos and Eddie Alvarez fight. I think of all the fights that are lined up, I'm probably looking most forward to that fight. Uh, even though I'm not going to get to see it because I'm just not going to buy a fight pass. <laughs> well, just do the seven day trial and cancel it. <laughs> you know, I might end up doing that. That's actually. It's a, it's like a seven day trial or something like that. And if you plan, if you decide, hey, you know what, I don't want to keep it, and I don't want to pay the ten bucks a month for it, don't do it. There's actually a lot of stuff on Fight Pass that I would watch. You know, all the EBIs, Jitty Bravo Invitationals, all that stuff. I, you know, those are all things that I would watch. You know, and was watching before. Uh, you know, Fight Pass bought them out. So it's a, uh, it's. It's, you know, who knows? Who knows what I'll do? But I at least want to see Alvarez and Dos Anjos throw down. I can't believe they made that one a fight pass card. But, hey, you know, if you if you got to squeeze it in somewhere for fight week, you got to – you might as well put it on fight pass, right? Yeah, definitely. A, a few one, – one interesting note that I that I read over or I heard – actually, I heard uh, Frank Mir. He was on the MMA Junkie podcast – show or whatever. Anyway, they had a clip of it on their website, and uh, so I had to check it out. And one of the things, of course, for those who don't know, which most people probably do, Frank Mears got a two-year suspension uh, from fighting for, for failing a drug test. But uh, one of the things that Frank Mears said that I thought was interesting was that he said, uh, you know, he hopes that the UFC goes ahead and cuts him so that he can pursue fights somewhere else and doesn't have to wait the entire time of the suspension to fight, I'm assuming he's meaning he's going to fight overseas. I mean, that's the only option, right? I ha- I have no idea. I don't I don't know. I didn't even realize that he failed the drug test. When did that come about? After his last fight, um, he he failed. I the fight say, where he uh, got planted by Mark Hunt. Yes, the one where. There's no way you could convince me that he was on any kind of PED because he looked like garbage. Right. I, I mean, I don't. He must have been. He must have. He must have tested positive for something related to an injury. Then I don't. I don't see. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I just. I don't see Frank Mir going. Hey, I'm going to take a bunch of PEDs and uh, fight Mark Hunt. I just don't see it happen. But uh, I could be wrong, man. Who knows? Right. Yeah, it was his post. Yeah, so it was his post fight, uh, post fight test that he failed. Um, basically, in an interview, he said that you know, of course, they gave him the option to appeal 
or take the samples and have them retested by an independent laboratory or whatever that he pays for. But he just he just straight up said that, look, I don't, I'm not going to front the bill. I'm not going to pay for the lawyers. Um, I'll just sit this thing out and maintain my innocence and hope that the UFC cuts me so I can fight somewhere else and get paid. Uh, you know, he didn't say it in those words, but that's basically what he said. Um, yeah, but if he gets suspended, he's not going to be able to fight anywhere else. He, you know what I mean? It's not like he can go, hey, well, if the UFC cuts me, I'll go fight at Bellator. He can't. Because once you're suspended by the commission, you just, you can't. You can't, you yeah, can't just because... go sign on with it. You can't just go sign on with another organization just because you didn't get cut while you were with them. That doesn't work. You, I mean, you, yeah, unless he, unless he leaves the country and goes, and, you're right, and goes and fights in, you know, Japan or something like that, maybe. But uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's mad. I don't know. That's weird, man. That's uh, that's strange. A two-year suspension? Yeah, two years. Why does he get two and everybody else gets like six months or one year? And here, and, and that's good. That's a good question. And they actually hit on that. And what he said was that a lot of the guys that get hit. They get reduced sentences, and the reason that they get reduced sentences is because they stand before the judge, jury, and executioner, also known as the commission, and admit their guilt. And if they admit their guilt, then the commission seems to be more lenient as opposed to mere or, you know, other guys in the past who would sit there in front of everybody and just say, hey, no, I didn't do it, and your testing is wrong or, or you know, it's incorrect or whatever. And he you said, know, I'm not going to sit there in front of them and tell them that I that I took the drug when I know I didn't. Well, well I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, if, if he feels that strong. Kind of a pride uh, thing for him. Yeah, if he feels that strong, you know, then uh, why do it? Right? And if it's a deal to where he gets caught, you know, who was it? It was Wanderlei Silva, right? I mean, mm-hmm. his drug test. Remember, they came back later and found out that he never even tested positive. You just, you, I, I don't know. You, just, you never know. Hey, we'll test again, whatever it is. And I don't, I don't uh, you know, maybe this is Frank Mir's way of saying, hey, look, I'll just, uh, you know, it's two years. I mean, the guy's going to be 38 two years, right? What's he got left? You know? Yeah, it's taking him longer to heal. He trains like an animal. He's a two-time world champ. I mean, you know, what's that guy got left to prove? Does he need to fight? Yeah, and and you know, we talked about this. I think during after his last fight, and, and one of the things that I've wondered about Frank Mir is why hasn't the UFC given him a job to sit in the booth and call fights? Yeah, I always thought he was. He's really he did good. An excellent job in the WEC back yeah. in the day. Yeah, the guy the guy can dissect a fight and a, I mean it's ridiculous, man. I mean he's he's real good at it. Uh he's speaking to length. It's I mean it's what he does. I mean he's I mean he's so <laughs> the guy's methodical when he fights and he's methodical when he talks about fights. I don't understand uh maybe he's not ready to retire. I don't know what it is and you know maybe he's mad because you know the, he feels like this test is uh, kind of unfounded. 
in his eyes. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Mir works it out. George St. Pierre kind of made a headline. Um, he was on a, an interview and they were asking him about money and guys that complain about their money and how much they get paid. And basically what he said was, um, uh, you know, their, it's their fault for accepting the lower amount of money and they knew what, you know, and he kind of said basically they knew what they get into when they signed it. But another thing that he said that was interesting, which is something that I've been saying for a while now is that it, you know, unless every all the fighters somehow get on the same page and say, okay, nobody should accept less than $20,000 to fight, right? Just whatever number. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Then it's always going to – there's always going to be guys out there that are going to say – that are going to get a phone call and say, I'll, I'll fight for 10000 USC fight, get my foot in the door, I'll fight for 10000 to show – I'll fight for eight thousand to show, and uh, as long as there's guys out there like that, um, the UFC is going to pay them. So, you know, in terms of everybody yeah, getting absolutely. on the same page and demanding the same amount of money, that's just not ever going to happen. Yeah, that's I mean, you look you, look at all the really young guys—the nineteen, twenty, twenty-one-year-olds. God, man, if I'm twenty-one and you're telling me, "Hey, man, I'll pay you ten and ten yeah, I'll show up and fight. I'm 20 years old. You're just going to, you're going to throw me, you're going to throw me, you're going to throw me $10,000, right? To to go in and punch somebody in the face. And on top of that, if I knock them out, I get a bonus, right? Plus I get win money. What else am I going to do with that money? Right? To a 21 year old kid, that's awesome. You know he's not he's not going to complain about that, but uh, I, I think George Saint makes makes a point though. And I would you assume know, that I'm, most twenty-one year olds, twenty-year-old guys that are young in the fight game, you know, they're not spending tons of money on training. Yeah, they're not spending tons of money on coaches, so they don't yeah. have the expenses of a of a higher level or a higher tier guy. Right. Right, you know, these guys are stacking their chips, you know, and God if they make, you know, twenty, twenty five grand they get a bonus they get the you know, they get they get the you you know, they get the super bonus or whatever it is. You know, you know, a lot of those guys are like, Well man, God I don't even have to fight for another four or five months. I'm feeling pretty good right now, right? You know, by the time they get paid, you know, you know, gi- giving their coaches a cut and whatever it is, they don't really have any expenses, you know, you're your older guys, they some of them guys may not either, but some of those guys do. So, well, that's going to do it for this short edition of the majority decision. We'll be right back here tomorrow night. Hopefully, we'll get right here on Blog Talk Radio.